around the leadership of the youth ministry. And I think our youth leader... And I would want to especially thank him for, for that gracious introduction, albeit very short. But it was loaded, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I tell people I am, I am a product of grace. Amen. I don't know about you, but I am a product of grace. And I believe if, if I should take time to tell you my story, growing up in the border town called Elubo. How many of us know Elubo? Aha. Western region, a chill baby. You know. That was where I grew up. I remember going to primary school in, in a mud house in Tedain. In fact, there are schools now. Saturdays, students in Nebeko school. I got to attend the TDSU school. Amen. And the interesting thing is, it was, it was not a Saito. Hello. <laughs> a preparatory school. Preparatory school is not Charlie. But God has been good. So I tell people I am a product of grace. But I, I am not naive to know that beyond the grace of God, something should also count. And that thing is hard work. Amen. So beyond the grace of God, success in life responds to works and not wishes. Amen. And Apostle Paul made that point in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9 to 10. He said, for I am the least of the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because I at a time fiercely oppressed and violently persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And he says, and his grace towards me was not without effect. The other version says, they were not in vain. Because I worked harder than all of the apostles. Though it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Amen. So, Apostle Paul realized that beyond the grace of God, he had to put in some effort. And that's how come Paul walked 12,000 miles preaching the gospel of God. In the sense that Paul, our man, it did not just happen. Hard work. Amen. So, you don't just have to pray and end it there. You have to pray and plan. Amen. You have to pray and plan. You can't pray over, over a disorganized life. And I'm speaking to the youth this morning. That God is an organized and a specific God. So you have to live an organized life. Planning. So Jesus was surprised in, in one of his parables, Luke 14, 28. He made the point that for which one of you, when he wants to build a watchtower, does not first sit down 
and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to finish it. Decision-making, planning. Life is about decisions. So you need to plan. Amen. And that planning would have to be done by you. You are responsible for who you become. Amen. That planning would have to be done by you. And I tell people, heavenly hands will not do what human hands can do. Hello? So that planning would have to be done by you. Take your life serious. If you can plan for birthdays, if you can plan for weddings, your life is more important than those. So you have to plan. And that is not my, my topic for today, but just an introductory comment. I told you that plan will have to be done by you. God will bless you, but you have to put in some effort. So Abraham had to obey God and move away from his parents. And because of that singular thing, that journey with God began. Amen. Amen. So live an organized life. I was following the service on Thursday. I couldn't make it, so I was watching on Facebook. And that was the day Elder Ransford preached. And I saw a group of young men and women who were presented with awards by the youth ministry. If you followed the commentary, you could see these were young men and women who had passion for industry and enterprise. Amen. But the most important thing for me was their, their commitment to want to make impact. And I listened to the youth ministry as he, the youth leader, as he mentioned the names and gave a brief commentary why they were being awarded. How many of us were here? I was, I was touched watching at, watching at home. And for me, the most important thing is, is the bit about impact. And I was excited because these were young men and women. Ghana's population now has a median age of 19.5 years. So we have a very youthful population. And that's why when you see young men and women doing amazing stuff, you should be excited. And especially as a Christian. Amen. The 21st century has just about 79 years to go. So in 79 years' time, we would enter the 22nd century. And when the history of this century is being told, I believe the young men and women who are awarded would have their names written in gold. Amen. And that should spur all of us on to want to do more for ourselves and for our country. I spoke about impact. And when you look at our theme, at our theme for this week, revived and unleashed for a glorious impact. Amen. Revived and unleashed for a glorious impact. One of our youth slogans says, empowered to live for Christ everywhere. Both of them speak about impact. Impact, impact, impact. My topic for this morning is light in a dark world. 
Amen. So tell your friend sitting by you, light in a dark world. You know, as, as a Christian, we have a purpose why we are here. And Jesus captured it succinctly that you are the light of the world. Amen. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Matthew 5.15 A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. I am here to tell you this morning that this mindset that Christianity is within unfortunately is not true. Amen. Because in the same Matthew 5, 15, the verse 16 says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So what people see about you matters. Amen. So Christianity is not just within. It should also be without. What do people see? And Jesus was concerned about that. So in Matthew 16, 13 to 16, he says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So, the, the most important question you should ask yourself every day, as a Christian, who do men say you are? Hello? Who do men say I am? Very important. You have to be concerned about how people see you. And the obvious question will be, why should I be concerned? And that is where you have to understand our great commission on earth. So the Bible says, and he said to them, go into the whole world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is our great commission. In Acts 1.8, the Bible says, But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. So if you understand this commission, you would understand why you need to be concerned about how people see you. Go into the whole world. And preach the gospel. Yemubi waha. Se me de mic she un sem se bejina hakasa. Umbe poa ma mic nato form beboa. So you can't evangelize. The lawyers will tell you viva voki. So you cannot speak. Untiminka. So how do you evangelize? Beyond giving missionary offering. What are you again doing to populate the kingdom of God? 
Who do men say I am? So for those of you who cannot speak, your life should do the evangelism. Amen. Your life should do the evangelism. And when the Bible says go into the whole world, the world used there means cosmos. And cosmos is the order and the arrangement of the world. The order and the arrangement of the world. So the world is set up in spheres. We have the family, politics and governance, education, media, business, arts and entertainment. Whatever you do, you would fall under one of these fears. Amen. So our objective is to change the sphere you are in or where you operate with the values and the principles of God. And that's why how people see you matter. Who do men say I am? In TNS, I what will people say about you? Amen. What would people say about you? And you should have that mindset that our singular purpose on earth as Christians is to be the light of the world. Amen. So how do you do it? How do you impact? How do you influence where you operate with the values and principles of God? Number one, your faith should be your life. Amen. So your faith as a Christian should be your life. See Christianity as a lifestyle. What happens to most of us is that we live a dual life. So we have a life we live in church on Sundays. Monday, you free a sorry Juma. We have a different life. You are joking. Your faith should be your life. You don't have to separate your life from your faith. So if you are a Christian, that is what it should be. You should not be a Christian in the four walls of PIWC Dan Suman. Amen. Amen. And that's why you don't have to be okay when for, for the whole day you've not prayed, you've not read your Bible, and you think it's okay. It is precisely because you think your life as a Christian is just in the church building of PIWC. And that is one thing our brothers and sisters who are Muslims have over us. In Tikramoni, we pray religiously five times a day. Sometimes we think they are, they are extremists. They are fundamentalists. But those are people who see their faith as their lives. In Tiana, the average Christian can go through the whole week without praying. Hello? So the only prayer you pray within the week is what you pray in this auditorium. 
You are joking. Your faith should be your life. And that is why when you leave this place and get to that office, you should not discard your Christian values. Say, oh, when you drew Sunday, you better say, I'm fat. To your bit, you make a choice. I'm going to say, sorry, I'm going to Hello. So Jesus said, whoever does not carry his own cross and follow after me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me, cannot be my disciple. Luke 14, 27. Your life should be your faith. Amen. And in Philippians, Paul made a very interesting point. Philippians 2, 14 to 15. He says, do everything without murmuring or questioning so that you may prove yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated children of God without blemish in the midst of a morally crooked and spiritually perverted generation among whom you are seen as bright lights in the world of darkness. That's Apostle Paul speaking. So the generation is morally perverted. And it is in that same generation that you have to stand out as the only light in a dark world. And living here, that should be the mindset we leave this auditorium with. That we've been called to be light of the world. I did a story on radio where we're checking the top 10 most visited websites in Ghana. And from the top 10 most visited websites in Ghana, 50% of them were porn and betting sites, Ghana. Hello? Hello? We're porn and betting sites, 50%. And this is a country supposedly with 71% Christians. A morally crooked, spiritually perverted generation. And it is in that same generation that you are called upon to be the light in a dark world. How are you standing up for Christ? So there is a song I love, one of our theme songs, I think about two or three years ago. Jesus.
So we need to build conviction Christians. You have to be a Christian with conviction. And Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Conviction. Conviction. So be a proud Christian. Never hide your identity as a Christian. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Nothing should separate you from the love of God. Amen. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were, were actually ready to die faithfully. Rather than denounce their faith in the face of threat and persecution. Conviction. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. And you can only get to that level when you see your faith as your life. Amen. Be a proud Christian. Daniel actually opened his windows to pray three times a day against the decree of the king. How many of us can stand up for Christ in that way? And that should begin to agitate your minds as you live here today. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Conviction. And we all need to stay grounded. Very, very, very grounded. Because it's not easy. The world out there is extremely morally corrupt. It's extreme. So you have to be grounded to be able to become that light in a very dark world. How do you do it? Have a relationship with God. Very important. You need grounding. God created you. He understands why he created you. He understands the purpose for which he created you. So you need a relationship with him. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Very important. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. And that relationship should be personal. So the last time Elder Dr. Mayaden preached, he made the point that we do not have to hide behind the head immunity. Pentecost for the Amobo That is herd immunity. Pentecost for your mobile, a for a body, a moya, dear. Once we do a for a boy, have a personal relationship with God. So David said, The Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd. I shall not want. Personal relationship with God. Very important. Don't treat God like a spare tie. Because he would also treat you like a spare tie. Same with him how he treats spare ties. So those of us who only go to God when we are in trouble, that is not good. 
What I would want to tell you is that Satan is not after anything you own. Satan is after your heart. To control your heart. So if there is one prayer you would pray every morning, it should be that God reign in my heart. Reign in my heart. Because in Proverbs 4.23, the Bible says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Your heart. That is what Satan is after. To control your heart. So ask God to reign in your heart. After all, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Amen. The next thing we need to do is to have direction. I've spoken about it. Direction. Your life should be intentionally driven. The world is watching. You should be concerned about how the world sees you. As a Christian, our commission is to go out there and preach. So you need direction. Your life should be intentionally driven. Plan. Don't live your life to chance. Live an organized life. Let the world see the difference. Your being a Christian should count for something. In Tiebe, you remember, we'll see a whole difference, not clear. That you are a member of PIWC than someone. It should show. Amen. I'm talking about having an organized life. You need to build your mind. Learn. If you have to go to school, go to school. Seek fresh knowledge. Learn something new every day. We are in a knowledge economy. So if you want to stand out for you to be seen as that good Christian at your workplace, anywhere, learn. Build your mind. If you want to earn more, become more. How do you become more? Build your mind. Learn. Something new every day. Something new. You have a smartphone. It's the world in your hands. I, I tell the youth I speak to that those of us starting, you know, to decide on which career path to choose. The World Economic Forum publishes every year the Future of Jobs report. How many of us know about that? You will not get that through divine revelation. You have to learn. The reports are available. Read. Take care of your time, your personal health. Checkups. That's how you stand out. People around you, choose your friends wisely. Have mentors. Have role models. Very, very important. Personal grooming. And this, this is a special point for me. People form impressions about you in 18 seconds. Research has shown that. So, personal grooming. A Christian should not dress anyhow. The world is watching. You've been called to make a difference. So, take your personal grooming serious. Dress well. Appear presentable, modest but elegant. Hello. Into bend down boutique, and where you fair selection, Papa. No, appear, appear, appear presentable. It's very, very important. Shave, use a very good perfume. It's part of the personal grooming, so you become different. The world should see you as an organized person, amen. And if you read Daniel 1 4. When the king wanted some young men to come and serve in his palace, he said, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good looking. Gifted in all wisdom, your mind. Possessing knowledge and quick to understand. Who had the ability to serve in the king's palace. Very important. 
That's what the world would see. Above all, be diligent. Be diligent. Deliver results wherever you find yourself. Diligence. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He shall stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Diligence. If you are a cleaner, clean well. So when we are looking for the best cleaner, your name will pop up. Diligence. Very, very important. That's how you stand out. And have positive confessions. The can-do spirit. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Very, very important. And as, as I bring my sermon to an end, I would want us to sing this song before I sit down. himself. Be a very bright light in a dark world. Be that vessel that spreads love across the world. Avail yourself to God. Be that person that brings joy and smile to people. Do something beautiful for God today. Know that God intentionally and strategically placed you where you are. Make that reason count. Go out there and possess the nations for Christ. God bless you. Amen.